It is Wednesday night. It's November 29th, 2023. Brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast, streaming live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and on our Twitter slash X page. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a follow if you haven't already at Kicking Out Pod on all social media platforms. And if you're listening on your favorite audio podcast platform, give us that five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it and that really helps us out with all that said hope everybody had a great thanksgiving last week i'm tanner lee co-host austin shepherd in the house and he's got a message right in there kettle one you need to listen couldn't agree with that more our other co-host paul zarman is off this week but uh, hopefully he'll be back next week so ship how we doing love the message to kettle um guessing that's what you might be drinking tonight it is uh I've kind of slacked the last couple of weeks ever since I, I moved out of the old house and I moved into the new place. Uh, I, I just, I have, uh, hold on. I, I have, uh, I have one drink. So, uh, I haven't really gone out of my comfort zone and I don't know if I want to, you know, that's all right. At first, actually, you know what? We go back to the old house. Remember I took that stupid moonshine shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I explained the story. I had the, I had the red version a couple of days earlier, and it was eighty proof, and it was like drinking fruit punch. And then I bought the blue <laughs> version, thinking it was the same thing. I did not read the damn label, and it was one hundred and twenty eight proof, whatever. So no, I, I, I've been I've been sticking like with the normal, like kettle one. I buy enough, enough of it. All. I buy enough of it, kettle one. Like like throw me a bone, dog, a hat, a koozie, uh, something. Something. I mean, a T-shirt. I'll wear the T-shirt every week. Although I did just place a KOP order, by the way. Oh, did you? What'd you, what'd some, you get? I got. Well, I bought some of my friends some shirts for Christmas. Let's just put it that way. All right. All right. And, yes. and speak, speaking of kickingoutshop.com, yeah, we still got a promo code going on through uh, Friday, December 1st. If you use promo code BLACK23, you get free shipping. And uh, if you miss out on that code, be on the lookout for another one towards the end of the year into the new year. There, there's going to be another one coming up. So, but like Shep just mentioned, you can get t-shirts. I got one on right now I'm going down another rabbit hole. Cause I'm sure I'm going to go down some tonight. We're going to go down some tonight. Uh, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, hats, uh, coffee mugs, pint glasses. Um, I think we got, we got jackets, tank tops. I don't think we have any stickers, but we might. Heck, I don't even know what we have. We have beanies. We have so many things on there. So kickingoutshop.com. And and just I'll give you uh I'll give you an asterisk. If we're going to go down that many rabbit holes, I'm I'm going to pull a Tony Khan cuz I've had too much coffee. So I might <laughs> if if I disappear for 30 seconds, I just had to go, you know, take a coffee break if you know what I mean. Oh, that's all right. And, uh, and we'll see how many rabbit holes I'm fighting. And I apologize to everybody if I sound a little nasally. I am fighting a cold that came on this afternoon to hit me like a ton of bricks. So maybe we won't go down too many rabbit holes tonight. But I'm sure We're, we'll find a few. It's professional wrestling. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> Why wouldn't we? It's not like anything didn't anything big happened over the weekend or anything. In the last 14 days, it's been pretty fun to be a professional wrestling fan. You know, I remember last year we were doing our year in review and our predictions for 2023. We're like, I don't know if any year can get crazier in 2022. And 2023 has said, hold my beer because it has just been wild. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good analogy. 
And I would say 2024, I don't know if we'll have the drama, but as far as talents going back and forth, I think we're going to see a lot more of that next year because contracts are going to start coming up. I, th- I I think you'll see some of that mid-level talent of AEW um, not get renewed. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where they show up. I agree. I agree with that 100%. Uh, speaking of a mid-level talent, uh, what I'd consider mid-level talent was Jay Lethal. He and John Moxley, who's definitely not a mid-level talent, he is a main event talent. They kicked off tonight's Dynamite in the Continental Classic match, tournament match, I should say. Um, you know, I enjoyed all these matches tonight, but my complaint of this tournament so far is it's been very predictable. Uh, so far, because I think we're starting to come up on some matchups that aren't going to be very predictable. So, I agree with that statement, except one match. And maybe maybe I had to take a little bit of my uh, fandom, my my markness out tonight. I kind of thought Briscoe would go over Rouge. I, yeah, that was one I wasn't sure. The other two tonight, I was pretty sure yeah. he was going to go over, even though the main event was great. The main event was great. Uh, yes, but was. I, I still thought the guy who won was going to go over, but this was a good opener. Two weeks in a row where they've had lethal uh, open the show. Is he the new orange Cassidy? I wouldn't go that far, but Hey, a good spot for him. I like that. They're finally putting lethal in a position where he's wrestling without interference, without Jared and his goons. I, I do. And, and I really think lethal could be more than a main. I know you our, said that last mid-level. week. Yeah. Yeah, I like Lethal. I really do. I mean, longest reigning ROH champion of all time. Just was. But well, we know he's some, we, he can talk. Look what he did in TNA with Black Machismo. Yeah, we, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do I do I think he's held back a little bit with the Jeff Jarrett Sanjay Dutt um, Satnam scene, <laughs> who is worthless than tits on a boar. Um, Yeah, he's better than that. Now, him and Jared as a tag team, uh, because Jared Jared still uh, is very entertaining, and I I can watch all day long. Uh, The other two guys with the pencil behind his ear and uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just uh, one of those cases where, I mean, Lethal is very talented, like you said. He's just – AEW's roster is so deep and stacked with talent. Just kind of falls where, where he does, unfortunately. Yeah. So he has his place, but I also think he could still be very, very useful in ROH. I really he, he, oh, oh, I do too. He, he he takes probably too many L's. He probably should get a few more W's in there. But, but is is what it is. He was going against a guy tonight who hardly ever loses, John Moxley. And, and Moxley, let's be honest, and, and I think this past week, Proved it to me again. He is the face of AW. And he's been one of the faces since day one, but he is the heartbeat of AW. Him and Brian Danielson, I would say. And Jericho, since Jericho's been there since day one. But those three are kind of your your locker room leaders, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there's some things that Moxley does that I'm just not a big fan of. Uh, he, he does a lot of those uh, forearm shivers, as I would call them. I thought they looked weak tonight. If I want to nitpick John Moxley, which mm-hmm. if John Moxley was sitting next to me, he would he would punch me. Um, hey, what is that? Two weeks in a row we haven't seen Mox bleed. What's yeah. up with that? Well, he made Briscoe bleed the, the the week before. Yes. Yes. 
Um, but other than that, the match was good. Like yes. I'm, I'm being nitpicky on Mox, but if Mox is going to come across as this ass beater, you know, he wears that death jujitsu shirt, you know, mm. he wants you to be afraid of him. That's his gimmick right now. Like you need to be afraid of this guy. And the first two forearms he gave to Lethal, and Lethal sold him good. Don't get me wrong. Lethal did mm. nothing wrong here. You could just, they need to be a little stiffer. Not yeah. saying hurt the guy. They, they, they looked a little soft. No, I agree. I agree with that. And, 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 I, and I'm, I'm picking apart little stuff just because that's how good Mox is, and you, you should hold Mox to a higher level. And you were talking about his presentation with his, you know, jujitsu stuff. This might be unpopular, but I wish they'd bring back his original theme he had when he started in AEW. I mean, this wild thing thing, it's been fun, but I, I still like his original theme better. I can't There's nothing what... real to it, but I mean, there was nothing crazy to it, no lyrics, but I, I just thought it fit him better. But yeah. whatever. Whatever. I'm sure I mean I know the wild thing cost a lot of money. So Tony's getting you every bet. dollar and cent out of it he can. So get your get your money's worth, Tony. Yep. But uh, I did like this match. A lethal uh strategized and went after the leg majority of the match. But in the end, after Lethal kicked out from a paradigm shift and a King Kong Lariat and a pile driver, uh Moxley immediately locked in the Bulldog choke and uh made Lethal tap out, which it looked like Lethal was a good gal that too. He was hammering down the leg, but then Mox really sunk it in and and got the win. Like we, like we, I mean, Mox submits more people than anybody in AEW. So I thought it was a really, really, really good opening match. I yeah, thought these guys did, did a great job. Um, kicked off the show hot, had some good spots with both. Uh, spot and this poor kid was uh featured the rest of the night. If you noticed, when Mox went into the crowd over the guardrail, little kid wearing a red Under Armour shirt. Okay. Throughout the night, that kid was on, on TV more than Justin Roberts. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he got a lot of time tonight. And and towards the end there, I'm like, finally, in the middle of it, the kid was scared to death. And then towards the end, I think he realized, like, all right, they're not they're not going to, like, hurt me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Mox goes over the guardrail right on this kid. And his, I'm guessing it's his father or whatever, his lap and – like the father was confused to what to do. I have a feeling he landed on a uh, adult beverage or two, <laughs> which I would have been upset. Like, like I wouldn't have like hit Mox, but I'm like, dude, throw me a bone. Those are twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, exactly. Sense, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. But uh, um, yeah, good good match, good opener. Um, no history between those two guys, but I know we're in a. Uh, we're in a round robin tournament right now, so you just got to roll with the punches. Yep. But, uh, yeah, good opener. Yep. We then went backstage. Tony Schiavone's backstage, and we knew we were going to get a segment with him and Sting. Well, of course, Flair's there as well. Why wouldn't he be? Which he was. Flair was a mess. Tonight. He was awful tonight. He was. He, I, I, I could. I. I knew he's emotional. Okay. So I. Just going to throw this out there. I have a feeling Flair is about 10 to 12 vodkas deep. I, you can kind of tell. Okay. And when, you, when you're when you 10 to 12 vodkas deep, not, and I'm talking from experience here, <laughs> you get a little emotional. You think, you're, you think you're getting into it, but he started bringing up stuff from the 80s, you know, the Greenbow Col 
Greenbro Coliseum. And you could tell he was if he didn't have sunglasses on, I I I bet yeah, you a hundred dollar a hundred dollar bill his eyes were watering up. Yeah, yeah. And it looked like he would struggle through the start of it and then he would power out of it. He'd struggle again, power out of it. I love Ric Flair. Okay. The guy's on my route, my Mount Rushmore, right? He never will be taken off of it. Just maybe wasn't his best segment. And then no. I'm going to leave, leave it at that. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought Tony and Sting did did good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I thought Flares looked better in the past. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's that's a nice way to put it. Um, but but basically, the big announcement was they finally announced where Revolution and Sting's last match are going to happen. It's March third, Sunday, March third, oh. at the Greensboro Coliseum. So I was close, but I was off. I thought it was going to be in Atlanta. But I did think it'd be somewhere WCW territory-ish. So what a fitting place for Sting to have his last match, and that, that should be fun. And, and we, we go back into the 80s a little bit before WCW. So this would have uh, been for the uh, uh, Crockett promotions, correct? Crockett, yep. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was a, was a heyday back in the day. Which like? Let me see how I'm going to see it, what the capacity of that place is. Could you could you imagine? And, and I know I know Flair always says uh, the Marriott or the Hilton, but could you imagine in the '80s if it was the Marriott or the Hilton, whatever was closer to that Coliseum, the uh, debauchery that happened at those hotels? Like, I'm oh my jealous. god! Like, I'm jealous. Like, I would love to just show up at the Greensboro Marriott. And go to the the bar and say, um, "I'm gonna drink some kamikazes." I know Flair loved his kamikazes. He loves his uh, he loves his vodka. He loves his tequila, cranberry, and sodas, which I haven't tried that yet. But we might because um, <laughs> I I I love tequila. And I used to so the cranberry capacity of this place. I knew they hold the ACC basketball. I see conference basketball tournaments there. Which, 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 which he brought up, which I thought. Was yeah, weird. yeah. He, he. That's when I knew. I'm like, okay, he's he's out out of it tonight because he's it's just so random. But this place holds over thirty five thousand. This is a big place. Does it really? Yeah, I doubt this setup will be for that. But yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it. It's it's really big. <laughs> yeah, thirty five thousand. So. Can they sell twenty thousand? They should be able to sell twenty thousand tickets easily. That would still be one of their bigger U.S. pay per views. So, yeah. yeah. But hey, if you promote it right, it can happen. It when can did happen. that? When did that building open? If you're if you're looking up Wikipedia uh, stats see. on it, um, it looks like it opened. It opened in '69, but it's been renovated. Four different times, 94, 05, 2013, and 2016. It actually so, opened in 59, 1959, excuse me. Well, if it was renovated in 94, that was the middle of WCW. Like yeah. Crockett and WCW paid for that renovation. Yeah, you and know? then it renovated again in 05, 2013, and 2016. And it's owned by the city of Greensboro. So, And and does does Connecticut run some shows there at all? That's a good question. 
That's a good question. I'll have to look that up. I, I bet they do. Especially if it's that big. That'd be a that'd yeah. be a SmackDown or Raw venue for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet they do. Because there's not two of it, too. I mean, besides that, Charlotte, but that's it for that Raleigh. I know they run shows at Raleigh. I've, I've yeah. seen that before. So, yeah. But, yeah, good good announcement. I think it's very fitting. That'll be that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Up next, uh, match-wise, we got our second match of the night, Mark Briscoe versus Roosh, part of the Continental Classic Tournament. And um, I got to be honest, I missed a majority of this match. I saw, I saw the very ending, but I was doing something else. When this match was on, um, Roosh was able to able to get the win with the bull's horn, but uh, by the notes, it looks like it was a very back and forth match. It was. Uh, Briscoe came out hot. Roosh came back, and uh, let's go back to our our young fan in the red Under Armour shirt. Um, <laughs> Roosh was pinned up against the guardrail, and Briscoe was laying some heavy, heavy chops in, and this kid was like this. Like, I don't know if he thought he was going to get chopped or whatever, but I'm like, I love the young fans' reaction. Uh, towards the end, after about the third or fourth chop, I think he realized, like, okay, I'm not going to get hit. And he turned around and he had a big old grin on his face. <laughs> really, really, really cool to, to see that. Probably his first show, or if not his first show, the first time he's been that close. So, But, uh, yeah, yeah, sitting front row, having having John Moxley come across into your lap, and then having Mark Briscoe chop Roosh, uh literally six inches from you kid had a pretty good night not gonna lie yeah I'll wake then, you up a little bit and then uh swerve and uh strickland uh or swerve and jay white got a little uh little close as well yeah but let's, yes, let's they just did. say that kid was back on camera so, yes he was uh, yes he was uh, but no overall good match i back and forth like kind of you said earlier um Mark hit the froggy bow again. Um, he hit two uh, moves on the outside of the rope like he hit against uh, Mox last week where he landed on the floor, which they look like they freaking hurt. I know there's a little bit of padding there, but uh, he hit those again. And then the the sequence there at the end with Roosh, you just kind of – it was done. And, I mean, he took like three finishers, I feel like, from Roosh, just boom, 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 and – it was done. Um, and this is the Mark, the sentimental guy of me. I, I, I don't want to see Mark Briscoe keep losing on TV. Right. Um, I thought he had a shot against Roosh tonight. Didn't think he did last week against Mox. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I really don't. He's never been a singles guy. You know, he doesn't want to tag with anybody else, though. Understandably, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't want to jump back into a tag. So maybe he just tells Tony, like, look, throw me at the bottom and I'll just build myself up. And Mm. if that's what he's doing, then then good for him. Um, But, you know, Mm. I don't don't know how it works. The math can can you take uh, two losses and still advance out of your group? That's I think you can, but like, because I'm. I think that's what Eddie Kingston. I don't see him going over Danielson Saturday. See, I do, um, and he'd I, have two losses, but then he could make a colossal comeback. I, see, I do. I, after his that, promo, that, that's finally one of the matches where I'm like this. Finally, after his promo tonight, um, 
when he talked about being humble and victory or defeat. Danielson, I don't know how the hell this guy is going to wrestle Saturday night after he his is superhuman orbital bone fracture in two places in surgery. Makes a comment like, I'm going to work. You just deal with the pain, right? And I'm like, your face can't be right. No. I don't know. I, I feel I feel Eddie's got to go over on this one. And and, yeah. and it doesn't and it really doesn't hurt Danielson at all because he can he's got a fr- fractured face for crying out loud. So Right. Right. I don't know. I if if you have these two belts on Eddie like you do right now and you're going to combine them into one, you got to make him in the finals, don't you? I would think so. Even if even if you have somebody else go over him, I think you have to have the current champion in the finals. But it's gonna be an interesting journey to get there. That's for sure. Because yeah. I didn't, and, and I'm not hating that they had Brody King go over. I like the House of Black. I like Brody King, but it surprised me that they had Brody go over. I mean, that was a great collision for the House of Black. You had Buddy, uh, Malik, Buddy and Malachi, Julia and Brody all get wins. Pretty big night. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the lowest collision rating ever, but it was going up against Survivor Series. So that was announced today. It was the lowest ever. So Survivor Series had a lot of. A they lot had the of highest high, viewership. But, of, but that just high. proves to me there's still a lot of crossover between fans. That just proves to me right there. I mean. Yeah, but you had, you had so much. Uh, 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 not spec, yeah, speculation with with Survivor Series. You know, Randy was coming back. You knew Randy was coming back. Yeah, yep. and then the and then the way they debuted Punk was that was the reason I tuned in. I mean, I literally yeah. turned it on to watch the Men's War Games match. I wanted to see Cody. I wanted to see Randy come back, and I want to see. Eh, we'll see if somebody else makes a return, and we'll, we'll get into it later. But by God, he did. Yeah. So. Uh, then we, we had a really good promo from MJF tonight. I thought this was really good. He was talking about Samoa Joe. Doesn't like him as a pers- person, but professionally he respects him. What he's done for the industry. He talks about watching him in TNA back in the day. Seeing him for the first time. Uh, viewing Joe as the baddest man on earth. Um, says, well, I like this. He took a shot at the WWE tonight, which I know a lot of people are like, why are they bringing it up? Well, it's the first time we've seen MJF kind of take a shot at them negatively. Um, says that his talents weren't recognized and didn't get a chance to be world champion in WWE, but he broke the mold and proved he did, no, doesn't need to be a bodybuilder, should the alternatives matter. MJF said he's not too bad, shabby himself. Uh, he names uh, people he's had a face. He names Cody. He names Punk, Moxley, um, Kenny, down the line. But the one name he feels lucky to have survived was Joe. He calls Joe wrestling legend, but on December 30th, isn't about his legacy. It's about MJF's. Can he outlast the final boss one more time? He promises that it doesn't matter if his knee slides in and out or if his shoulder's hanging by a thread, which we found out he has a torn labrum and he's going to wrestle through it. Uh, he'll prove it's not about the size of a dog in the fight and Joe will have to put him down. He then snaps his cane, but then the lights go out. They come back on, flash inside the ring, and the masked Mass figures appear with devil mass t-shirts, but then Joe comes out, makes the save before they can do any damage. And then the screen goes black. And I literally thought my TV froze. So it like, was, what the heck? What the heck? What, what was it? 15, 20 seconds? Yeah, it was a while. And I'm like, okay, I'm expecting something to happen, but it's just black. And finally a message comes up. 
And it, it asks if Max is the hero, if he will face the unknown in a tag team match. Max said he's not dealing with the devil's crap when he's got Joe breathing down his neck. He said he will unmask him, take out the the henchmen one by one. He then accepts the challenge for the tag team match next week. So my question to you is not who is the devil, but who do you think could be some of the four henchmen? You got yourself muted. There you go. Still can't hear. I think you got yourself muted. <laughs> I have I have a theory at least on one or two guys, but you might have muted on the back of a ship. I think there's a button. Um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. There you go. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Now you got me? Yep. Yep. Uh, now I, your camera's I, off. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get the camera. Don't worry about it. You don't. You missed my pretty face. <laughs> you know, could, could one of the henchmen be... Hold on. I'm trying to get these stupid headphones. There we go. Holy cow, that's loud. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. This is this is really weird. Could one of them be Dolph Ziggler? Could be. Or hold on, Nick Nemeth. Could be because his his contract will be up next month. But that would go again. We you know they could be sources could be lying to Fightful, but Fightful's reported the guys behind the masks right now are the guys. Um, well, we're gonna we're find at, out. We're gonna find out two guys next week. Yeah, we are. I assume. I assume that's what it means. It was kind of left in the dark there, but I think one of them is Wardlow because one of them is pretty big. And if and Wardlow went against Ar Fox tonight, and if you see, and, and, and I know other people know some Twitter. Did you see how messed up Wardlow's hair was beginning of that match? I didn't think one of those guys as big as Wardlow. Well, the guy Joe pulled out was a pretty big guy, um, and, and and I and, and another reason I thought why, like I said, one of those hair was pretty messed up. If you're wearing a ski mask, pulled off real quick before a match, might mess your hair up a little bit. What what about? Uh, and this is a weird coincidence. They had a flat back baseball bat in their hand. There's two guys that use a black baseball bat. We know it's not Sting, right? And the guy was not bow-legged and crippled like Jericho. But the devil wasn't there. Right? I, I saw an interesting conspiracy theory tonight on, on Twitter, and they brought up good points. They Somebody's just sticking with MJF as the devil because he said, we've never seen a devil in MJF in the same place, and we've never seen these henchmen attack MJF yet. Looked like they're going to deny, but they never threw a punch. No, Joe. Joe made the save quick. Yeah, but if you notice, MGF was taking the match. Joe didn't want no part of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, it's just okay. really weird. I mean, because because this person was also saying, well, somebody saying, yeah, but they're beating up uh, people that are close to MJF. They're like, no, they beat up Jay White, but then they beat up the acclaimed that are co- close to MJF, and then you know they kind of coax Joe to coming out. So it's kind of like they're beating people up for MJF in a way. So, so yeah. not not only am I going to be your scumbag, I'm going to be your devil. Yeah. Uh, it's I AEW's got to get this right. No matter what it is, they cannot miss this. So, and, and we can talk about it later after the show, but this is one of the few things right now that they got into a long-term storytelling. Right. You know, it's, I feel like half the show has some long-term storytelling and half the show doesn't. Okay with that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like this this is <clears throat> this is a story that could go on for a while, and I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it because we have the right people in place for it. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid if MGF really is real banged up, can he go past World's End and still be the title, or they got to swerve or pivot and put it on Joe for a little bit? Um, I don't know. You know, they they made a comment about his his shoulder. Uh, that he was going to do rehab um, uh, instead of surgery. Right. That came out Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday? Yep. Monday. Today's Wednesday. Yep. He deleted the tweet. Um, you would think he would need at least two weeks of uh, physical therapy, but he's going to turn around and try to work through it next week. Now, it doesn't mean we'll see a lot of him in the ring. Right. But. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to watch. Uh, but now I was just talking about Wardlow. He came out for a match against AR Fox, which was set up because they got into a backstage altercation not too long ago. Reward, but Wardlow headed, headbutted the dude when he was just trying to talk to him. AR Fox got a little, little offense in, hit uh, Wardlow with a big boot, and dove to the outside to attack him. And then he tried to do a flip off the turnbuckle. Wardlow caught him instead, slammed him onto the ring apron. Fox um, threw him into the ring, or he threw Fox into the ring. The bell started. And then what we saw, we, we did see Fox nail a 450 splash, but Wardlow kicked out at one. Um, and then Wardlow nailed a few power bombs, followed up with a Sinton bomb, which he does such a pretty Sinton bomb for a big athletic dude. Um, did another power bomb, and the ref called the match off. No pin, no nothing, just done. So. Which, which kind of a glorified squash kind of, yeah. Um, I don't know why they want to protect him, but they want to they want to give AR Fox a little bit of a protection here. I like AR Fox, but I think he's more suited to be on ROH. Yep, I agree. Um, uh, obviously, he's a hell of a trainer, he's trained some really, really good professional wrestlers. Um, he's a good in ring performer, <clears throat> but. With the star power AEW has, I, I see a very, very slim uh, bracket for him to be in a dynamite or a collision. You know, maybe a, a good spot for him is every once in a while on a rampage, but predominantly on ROH. Yep. I couldn't agree more. 
Speaking of ROH, we saw some talent coming up next that have been in ROH and a guy who's returned for the first time since March. Great to see him back. That's Dante Martin with his brother Darius Martin and Action Andretti. So Top Flight versus the Hardy Party, which is Matt and Jeff Hardy and um, Brother Zay. So I was excited for this match. That's a bunch of high flyers together. Um, And in the end, we saw uh, Top Flight get the win. Um with uh, Dante planting Zay down to the mat with the pinfall. So good win for them. As far as the Hardys are concerned, they take a lot of L's, and that's fine. They're older veterans given the untalented rub and the push, put them over. But I would like to see them change their gimmick one more time for one last run, maybe go heelish or something, or maybe try that broken stuff again. Heel if you're going to do it, and it's got to be – it's got to be Broken Matt and Brother Nero. Yeah. I mean, tonight, this, I fast forward through more of this match than I did the women's yeah. match. Yeah. And it's nothing against the Hardys. Love the Hardys. I I watched many, many matches and, and can appreciate the hell out of them. I, I don't know if, if, uh, if Matt, can go like he can. I mean, I, I just watch the way he walks. It looks like it's yeah, painful. It, it does, doesn't it? Okay. Um, so, again, uber amount of respect for those guys. Um, but this was the right outcome to this match. You got three young talent that if you were going to invest in these guys – this is this was the right move, um, so yeah, yeah. It, it was it was, again unannounced match. I didn't. I I looked at the card at three o'clock this afternoon. I think and this wasn't on there. I think uh, he announced it like at five or six tonight. So, so yeah. I, um, I, I watched a little bit of it. Fast forward through most of it. Watched the ending. Um, last probably two two three minutes of it. Again, it was okay. I, it was it was Dante Martin's hometown, yep. um, so he he got the pin and, and yep. you know got the pop. So yeah, good yep. for him. Yep, and and you know I I'd like to see them start using Action and Dreddy a little more. I mean, the kid, all three of us had big expectations for him in 2023. He was all on our I think I think we all had him winning some type of gold in 2023, and that just hasn't happened because he beat Jericho late last year and was getting a little push, and then it just kind of cooled off. Yeah, and and that's that's the problem. We towards the end of the year when we made those predictions, uh, you're thinking, "Holy cow, they're gonna he, he just went over Jericho. They're gonna put their rocket right. in this guy's rear end." And then he just, yep. he just kind of fizzles, and and that is the problem. And, and and I'll be the first to admit is is I look at this stuff, and I'm a fan, and. I'm, I, this is not a uh, profession for me, like a Dave Meltzer or, or, a, or a, a fightful guy, right? Like this is this is this is fun for me. Right? We're fans. We're fans. Yeah, we're yeah. for fans. So, yeah. so I'm thinking, oh man, look, they're going to do this. So, yeah, my predictions might be a little bit off because I'm thinking, well, he just went over Jericho. Holy shnikes, right? But hey, he's still in the company. He's still getting a match or two a month on dynamite. We still see him on rampage. We still see him on collision every once in a while. So, 
Yeah. Obviously, obviously he's doing okay and he's in his mid twenties. So yeah, he's got a bright future, but I think we all thought he was gonna be fast tracked a little faster than he was, but that's all right. I do like, however, the backstage segment where they were gonna talk to top flight about their win. We see Pinta come up because he's the one remember that broke accidentally in the spot, broke Dante's leg at the back in March. So he gives him knuckles, and then we see he and Commander and Vikingo in the top flight. I'm like, that's a trios match I could just watch all day long. That's going to be athletes flips and flops all over the place. You're going to see more flips than <laughs> a freaking waffle or a pancake house. <laughs> more flips than an IOP. Yeah. So, well, that's more, you see more pirates there. But that's true. It's an IOP. <laughs> Uh, that's true, but uh, yeah, yeah. We then got the lone women's match of the night: Julia Hart defending her TBS championship against Emmy Sakura, who's been getting a lot more TV time in the last few months on AEW. Uh, fine match. I mean, there was no doubt about the result. And result: Julia Hart went over with uh, with a good moon salt. She does a beautiful moon salt. Um, so she wins. I I don't know who could be a real contender for that title right now. Cause I think Julia's going to have it for a little while. Um, I think, I think Emmy Sakurai is buying Julie Hart or I'm, I'm rephrase this. Julie Hart's buying Emmy Sakurai a Saki tonight because that moonsault Sakurai moved in mid flight to catch her. Right. Right. She was that's, way that's too close. Experience. She yep. was way too close to the turnbuckle when she did that. And, it didn't look fluid on TV. It's because Sakurai said, I should do this, and she did it. Um, and the way the camera shifted or whatever, it, it looked okay. But you could tell Julia had her way too close. Um, so, yeah, yeah, kudos to Emmy right now. So hopefully Julie's buying her some sake. And I'm not trying to – <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing she drinks sake, right? I, I would love to have some sake right now. I assume so. So, um, in speaking of the women's division, I saw an interesting tweet, and I retweeted it from our Twitter account at, at Kicking Out Pod on Twitter. If you're not following us already, Dr. Britt Baker, who we haven't seen in a long time, she tweeted tonight an interesting thing: MJF live promo time seven minutes, Christian Cave live promo time, which we're getting into here in a bit, ten minutes. All of 2023 AW Dynamite Britt Baker live promo time zero minutes. That's hard to believe. That is hard to believe. And we're pretty much in December. That's your strongest woman on the mic right there. Or one of one of your strongest. And you, that, that just messed up right there. I mean, no excuse. No excuse. We then see a Mariah May backstage with our RJ City. Um, she says she's dying to show AW what she can do. And she heads into Tony Khan's office, pretty much. All right. <laughs> Did you, and I know Tony Khan would never play this type of character on television. Did you get any Vince McMahon, Trish Stratus vibes here? Like, I did not. Because ah. <laughs> I just don't view Tony like that. I, 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 Tony would never be that way. But the way she talked on the mic, the she, I don't know if she tried to be seductive or whatever. Yeah. And, the way she left it with RJ City, and she just was like, "He's like, do your thing, like go for it, like 
made, made me think like, man, this is um, yeah. Vince McMahon, Trish Stratus stuff back in the era, Attitude Era. But Tony Khan would have none, none of that. I'm pretty sure. No, he wouldn't. And, and I forgot. And it wasn't in my notes, but uh, Tony Storm, we did see a segment with her and, her and Luta tonight, too. But I don't have much to go over with that. The, the, the Tony Storm segment was actually, I, I thought, was great. And RJ City, who is a independent wrestler, who was known for tagging with David Arquette, if I believe. I believe you're correct. I think he's pretty good on these backstage segments. He, he, they, he's found his role with yeah. a, and, he, and he does a popular stuff on YouTube with AEW. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, I thought it was a pretty good thing. I loved how Tony Storm kicked her legs up on him, made him, he, he she made him take his shoes off. And, uh, I'm really loving this character by Tony Storm. I really, oh, she, it's, it's yeah, over she, the top. It's obnoxious. It's just everything we love in professional wrestling. Yep. She has struck gold with it. It's it's very fascinating, very creative too. Very creative, something we haven't seen before. Yeah. So, up next we got the last segment before the main event. This was, I mean, it was the title of our our episode tonight. Uh, Christian Cage has the ring. He has several security members around him. He calls out Adam Copeland. So eventually he comes comes out after a while. Christian claims management wanted him to have security, but he doesn't think they need them, and he asks them to vacate the ring. He said they're not going to make it to Montreal because he is sorry. Christian says uh, everyone's thinking he's only sorry because he's on the island by himself. And he brings up um, Kill Switch, which I, I cannot get used to that being Luchasaurus's new name, which he accidentally said Luchasaurus and the crowd made him hear <laughs> the crowd made him hear it. Um he, he he talks about kill switch and he said after the after edge or edge there we go after Adam Copeland beat him up the other night he had to go for a drive he reflect on their friendship and how they they became the best tag team ever multi time world champions points out that Copeland didn't have a father figure growing up claims he was a brother to him and his own uh, father brought him in instead Christian says he loves Copeland and their family he says it was the hardest time of Copeland's life when his mother passed away and he told him that she'd uh, like to see them to team one more time. And Christian said that they should do it for her. However, Christian goes to uh, uh, hit Copeland with the TNT title, but Copeland sees it coming, nails the low blow. Copeland tells Cage to uh, sleep. He says, nice try, dumbass, which was just great how he said it. Says, sleep with the title, shine it up real nice, because next week she's coming home with him. And then, horrible dump button job. By oh. TNT, by TBS, by the way. They missed it by two seconds. But he gets on the mic and says, Go fuck yourself. I was I was I was shocked because we didn't get the uh muted version because you know there's a delay. Oh yeah. yeah. So who, whoever's on the button was not two or three seconds behind Because we got five, the delay. We got the delay, but six, it was way yeah. they were five or six seconds behind. Yep. But uh man, I'm I know I a lot of people have been um, dragging this Adam Copeland stuff through the mud on the internet, but I love the passion and the edginess he's been showing the last two weeks. I love the segment. I, th- I thought Christian talked a little bit too much. Sure. You know, he, he rambled on a little bit. Um, but again, I love the segment. I thought the five security guards that were protecting him, they couldn't protect you against a golden retriever. <laughs> I think even Excalibur Tony made a comment like, 
what's the guy doing wearing jeans? Like when he got in the ring, <laughs> like, like there's a guy wearing jeans. And I, then I'm like, well, what the hell guys? There's a guy wearing sweatpants, like two doors down the bald guy with the mustache, which he looks familiar. I'm sure he's some independent wrestler. I've stumbled across. He looked familiar. Um, but good segment could have been a little bit shorter in my mind. And Hey, I can, I can completely appreciate the guy who's on the button missing that because I think it hits harder. I know, I know the arena gets it, but that's only a certain amount of people. Now the, the whole AEW crowd got it live. Yep. And Hey, if Pat McAfee can say the F bomb on ESPN repeatedly every day, um, TBS, you're good to go. Yep, I agree. And the only thing I don't like about this, and I understand why they're doing it. It's the first time they're in Montreal, which, of course, Canada, Christian uh, Christian Adam, both from Canada, did try to pop a rating, which will be the main event next week. I get it for the TT title. Get it. I wanted this to be pay-per-view. They haven't touched yet. I think yeah. they're kind of spoiling it on a dynamite. But it's- with that said... I could see this being a series. There could be a screwy finish or something next week. Then we get the payoff at World's End. So, and I'm okay with that. But yeah. Tony Khan has a history of putting a match like this on television um, instead of pay per view. And at first, it was because Tony Khan only ran four pay per views a year. Okay, and then he started to run more. So. And I think this will get into a discussion uh, about a, uh, a professional wrestler that has left AEW this week. Um, whether it's a big match right off the bat and we don't see anything after the fact, or it is a build to a, 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 a story down the road. Uh, I want to say it's a build, um, but I can also see Tony Khan having – a one big off match, try to draw some ratings and then, and then moving the guys on down the road. Yeah. He's done both. He keeps us on our toes. <laughs> so. Yep. Um, and I think he wants to put a title on Adam Copeland because the WWE did not put a title on him in his latest run with them. So. Yeah, but is maybe not right now, but. Eventually. Okay, let's 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 put let's put Edge back in WWE right now. Right. Of course, this is this is a bad example. I'm thinking, could he take it off our Gunther? Um, but let's 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 could Edge Edge beating Dominic Mysterio for the North American title would that do anything for Edge's legacy? No, not at all. Okay, and I, I'm not, not putting the T or the TNT title on the North American Championship, yeah. but they're pretty damn close, guys. So, does it do anything for Adam Copeland? To no, it doesn't. It doesn't title? do anything for his legacy. Yeah. So. No, but it doesn't really do anything for Christian's legacy either. But he's been he's been he didn't win it though. He he didn't win the damn thing. He did this past time. Yeah, it, it, he didn't win the damn thing. Yeah, he did. I know, but he didn't initially win the damn thing. He didn't initially, but then he did. He took yeah. it off a of Luchasaurus kill switch Dino Douche. Yes, and then he pinned him at the pay per view. So yeah, I know. But yeah, it's all good. It's all good. 
Then we got the main event tonight, Jay White, Swerve Strickland, Continental Classic match. I was really looking forward to this match. These guys are so good. Both of them, so good. Like you said, there was a spot where they went up over the guardrail. The little guy in the red under armor got action right in his face again. Um, a lot of back and forth here. We saw some DDTs. We saw the, um, oh, I forget what he call it when Swerve does the gun segment and, and does that with the arm. Um, I forget what they call that. Um, saw that. Saw a Swerve Stomp. Saw um oh kill shot. There we go. Kill shot. Kill, yeah. Kill shot, yeah. Because because White then then after the kill shot, White got sent towards the official. Mm. But uh because see that's how he beat Roosh. Was the official distracted, low blow. But Swerve saw it coming, nailed nailed a kick to the head, hit the swerve stomp, but JY kicked out, and that was a great false finish. I, I thought it was over then. I think everybody thought it was over then. White then hit a blade runner, but uh, Swerve rolled out of the ring, stopped the pinfall back inside the ring. He looked to hit it again, but Swerve reversed it with a pinfall, catching White for the one, two, three. Great match. Mm-hmm. Great, great uh, paper. Or, yeah, it was a pay-per-view-esque match. I know yeah, they, they were product. They were only uh, uh, 18, 17 minutes. I know there's a 20-minute time limit in these matches. These guys should have been, uh, if they're on a pay-per-view, they should have been 30 to 40 minutes, but um, enjoy them both. I am becoming more and more of a Swerve fan. At first, I didn't care for him when he had – uh, baby Brock and all those guys behind. Oh yeah, him. that was real bad. I didn't. I didn't care for him Dr- there. Drench, Drench, whatever his name was. The baseball player that decided to tattoo <laughs> his freaking face. Yeah, go they back got to, released. Yeah, yeah. Go back to hitting double A home runs, you <laughs> squirrel. Um, and then and baby Brock, whatever the hell hit. What? what the Parker was, Boudreaux. Yeah, didn't like him either. Was I don't. He's even still know he on was. the roster. He's still on the roster, but they're not doing yeah. anything with him. Yeah, well, he sucks. Um, anyways, love him more. I, (laughs) I'll tell you, Prince Nana, that dude just on the crutch, he he cracks me up. Like, good for him. I think I sent, I think I sent, uh, uh, you and Paul, uh, uh, gift or whatever Mm -hmm. back in the day, like when ROH was in a gym, like Prince Nana could go in the ring, like he was built like a mini Bobby Lashley. I was going to say a, a powerhouse Hobbs or a big E is what he reminded me yeah. of. Yeah. And like, like they were showing some footage of him, like that dude could go. So mm-hmm. uh, I, that, that made me like him a little bit more. And then just him being an annoying little shit now oh, yeah. makes me like him, but uh, uh, yeah, good match, good main event. This was a, actually a great main event. I, I thoroughly yep. enjoyed it. Um, there was there was two spots of this whole uh, segment or show. I'm sorry that I didn't care for, but other than that, I, they they started hot, they finished hot. Yep, and Swerve's getting that push. I mean, Tony's seeing it, of course, put him in the right spots. Listen to the fans. Swerve's Swerve's about to have a big, big 2024. Well, hey, Swerve and MJF, money. The, the darkness that Swerve brings. Oh, my man. God. The darkness. Yeah. Um, and he can he can talk, okay? Yeah, he can. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a different type of talker than MJF. Not right. saying one's better than the other, but they're, they have a different style. 
Right. So as long as they could they could uh, make those styles mesh, yep. the in-ring work is – we don't even need to talk about that. We know what's going to happen there. But as long as they can do that, yeah, yeah. Middle, middle of 2024, we should see those two guys. Yep. I agree a hundred percent with that. Um, yes, there was another thing I was going to say about that, but I don't remember what it was. Oh no, I know. Yeah, overall solid show. I thought. Uh, I think AEW did what they needed to do in response to everything. That will just stick with your plan. Put your blinders on. Focus on your talent. And just keep moving forward. Oh, a- absolutely. Don't don't. You, you cannot bring in any signee. That would compare to what CM Punk's return was. There's nobody, nobody you could realistically bring in. And that's, they have enough. They don't need anything like that anymore. Just stick, focus on your talent, build good stories, put good matchups together, and just just get hot again. I mean, they just got to focus on themselves. There's, there's nobody available out there that could Mm-mm. counteract nope. what had happened. Um, nope. I, don't, I don't care if you're talking New Japan um, or guys that have released, and, and don't be wrong. I think Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, is a is a great talent, a great yes. performer. Unfortunately, he's not on the level. He's he's not going to bring you the ratings, the attractions, the social media clicks, social media downloads, whatever the hell they called them. That 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 uh, um, Punk got seventy one million of or seventy eight million of. Um, it's just not going to happen. So, no. hey, stay in your lane. Yep. Put on a, a great television show, a two-hour television show. You threw some awesome, awesome wrestling on television tonight. Um, and, hey, let's be honest. If you decided to start watching professional wrestling five years ago and you only watched cable television – and your main event tonight was Jay White and Swerve Strickland. That was a treat to you. Mm-hmm. Because, because down back in the day, you were not going to see that in any television show. Okay? Because, I mean, I know New Japan ran a television show with Cuban's thing, but more than likely, you didn't subscribe to it. So Right. Right. Yeah. Um, we're very we- spoiled. We, we're well, we're very spoiled since Tony Khan decided to dip into his pockets and start his own promotion. Yep. Um, yep. So. Yep. Hundred percent. Uh, so, what was it, what was your rating for tonight's show? Um, I really enjoyed tonight's show. Um, I, I'm getting into the Continental Classic. At first, I'm kind of like, oh, this is a ripoff of the G1, which kind of is. Kind of uh, is, kind of is, but I'm getting into it now. Um, I thought the the three matches we got were great. Um, I thought some backstage segments tonight were really good. I love the Tony Storm segment. Um, I love the Eddie Kingston uh, promo. Um, even though Flair might have been intoxicated, <laughs> bless his heart. I'm not going to hold that against you, big guy. Um, uh, I kind of maybe give you little bonus points for that big guy uh, anyways um yeah there was there was a couple things i didn't care for but other than that i love the show tonight i'm going 7.9 7.9 that is a high rating for ship 
if it you is. guys are, are new to the pod. But uh, and no no elite tonight, no Bucks, no Hangman, no Omega, no Jericho, so no Golden Jets. Um, but we will see them, I'm sure. And that's one thing I've noticed. AW is getting away from advertising too many matches a week in advance. We just know one match next week from Dynamite. Yeah, and we, we had, as of uh, 8 o'clock this morning, we had three. Right. We had the three Continental Classic matches. Um, we knew Edge was going to speak, and we knew MJF was going to speak, and that was it. Right. You know, you know some of the dirt sheets that uh, put their open forums and stuff on, that, which uh, I like to follow. Like, yeah, you know, I'm sitting here drinking my coffee this morning. No, I don't put any whiskey or Bailey's in my coffee. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm sitting there drinking some coffee this morning. That's the first thing I pull up on my phone. And I'm like, shit, there's only three matches announced tonight. And, yeah, we're going to hear from Adam. We're going to hear from MJF. Uh, I kind of like that. I, I don't yep. I don't disagree with it. Because yep. guess what? Yep. You, you know those three matches and those two segments aren't going to take two hours of time. So you're like, what else is going to happen? So, right. Here I, right. Yeah. Here we go. I'm going right. to I'm I'm tune in. Yep. Yep. And in Collision, I mean, Eddie and Brian, that's going to – that's going to – that's going to – Let's get a bang on Saturday. That that will be the hardest chop fest we've seen. And we've seen some chop fest. Okay. Let's yeah. be honest. We I mean, uh who drew we saw we on? saw we saw Danielson who, and Harwood live in Dynamite last year. Yeah. But that was a chop uh, fest. Who just drew blood on Harwood chopping two weeks ago? Three weeks. Brody. One. Brody. Was it? I think yeah. it was Brody. He, he, or it might have been Roosh. It was one of those two. I the, think it was Roosh. Roosh. Yeah. He chopped him so hard he drew blood. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Seven, seven, nine. Solid, solid show. It, it, especially with what the hell is going on around him. I agree. I agree. Um I'm going to go just below you, and I just so I can, because I want you to be the high guy tonight. Which is probably never happened if we could ever go back. I don't think so, Uh, but I'm right around you. I'm going 7-7. I I don't really have any complaints. That's still a good score. Um, I think AEW did what they needed to do tonight in response to everything. Just no no really shots tonight. Just stick with your game plan. You know, WWE has no PLE in December. Of course, Rumble to Mania is their huge season, and they're going to have headlines in December anyways because of the events that have happened lately. Um, but AEW's got a pay-per-view at the end of December, so just keep chugging towards that. Keep telling good stories. Build towards it. Got a which, month, which, month to go. Which you got a, you've had uh, – we had a month, but this happened last week, so you're going to have five weeks to build your main event, which is yep. Joe and MJF. Yep. Um, and I think that right now they're on the track to do it correctly. Uh, we, we're going to get them in a tag match next week. Um, oh, yeah, that's another this, match. I forgot we're doing that, yeah. Yeah, uh, against this random devil faction or whatever, which I love. So you're keeping them relevant, even though we're not going to see the payoff for another month. Love yep. it, love it, love it. Yep. Wrestler of the night. Man, I, I got a tough one here. I got a tough one here. I almost didn't want to go with the wrestler. But I'm going to go with the wrestler. 
I want to – I'm going to go with Roosh, okay? I'm going to go with Roosh, even though I'm a Mark Briscoe fan. I wanted to see him go over tonight. I thought he put on a hell of a match. Um, I thought Mark Briscoe took it to him. If you looked at his chest at the end of the match, it was – there was tons of blood vessels that were popped. Uh, I like Roosh. Uh, I wish he could talk a little bit more, but I'm sure they're working on that. But yeah, my my, and this was this one's out of left field because I had it set that I was going with another guy, but I just really enjoyed that match tonight, so I'm going with Rouge. I like it. Um, I think everybody's expecting me to go with Swerve. I I pick Swerve all the time, so I'm not doing that. I'm actually going to pick a guy who didn't wrestle tonight. That's Adam Copeland. I uh, loved his promo tonight. Love that segment with Christian, and I. I was excited for this match anyways, but tonight's segment got me even more excited. So the guy that I wanted to pick that didn't wrestle tonight was MJF. I thought that's my mind too. I thought the promo he cut about uh, Samoa Joe um, was great, respectful. Um, and then he turns around at the last minute and just turns it a little bit. But as a as a as a experienced pro as Joe is, I think he could appreciate what what MGF did. So loved it, loved that segment. Probably maybe one of my favorite segments of the night, besides the actual wrestling. Um, so, but yeah, other than that, Roosh is my guy. MGF would have been a close second. I was on the fence there, as you could tell. But again, solid solid show. Um, especially after what we witnessed last week. Well, let's get right into it. Let's jump down a rabbit hole here. I mean, we're an AW-focused podcast made by AW fans for AW fans. But like I always say, we talk about other promotions from time to time, especially when there's something huge that happens. And this particular talent was just formerly in AEW. That's Mr. CM Punk, Phil Brooks, Pepsi Phil, whatever you want to call him. He made his long-awaited shocking return to WWE over the weekend at Survivor Series All-State Arena in Chicago. First time back in WWE since 2014 when he exited after the Royal Rumble. Kind of like everybody's saying, hell froze over. It's a day a lot of us I don't think ever thought we were going to see. No, we didn't, but I predicted it. You did. You did. did. You were you were beating that. And I'm I like, was, I even text I, you guys. I'm like, I'm like, it's not happening at Survivor Series. I just, I didn't buy into it. I just feel like Triple H knew it was lightning in a bottle. We're Great in Ch- we're in Chicago. He knows we're going to be in Chicago. Let's let's back up a couple weeks because they said it happened within the last ten to fourteen days of. Yeah, they said it happened very quick. You know you're going to be in Chicago. Punk is over than over in Chicago. It's his own. He could run for mayor. He could run for mayor. It's worth a phone call. And the phone call lasted an hour, we heard. And um, it was so secretive that the men's war game match as I'm guessing they're in Gorilla, they get a little bit of announcement, hey, Punk's going to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. 
which made some really, really good reactions, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was done, and again, we're a, we're a AEW podcast, right? Yes, yes. But it was done almost perfectly. Oh, they 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 had me Triple H did the spot he's done before. I and I I recall him doing it again in a takeover, Chomp on Gargano. It's the only other time I recall, but he likes doing it once in a while where he calls for the copyright. He calls for the the disclosure. Comes it's up and you think, okay, they're signing it's the off. Bo- it's in the it's bottom over. right, it's in the bottom right corner. Yeah. It's signing off. But then that um cult of personality, the remastered version by Living Colors goes on, that place fucking exploded. Yeah, and it's Chicago. It was, it was, and the reaction of Michael Cole was awesome. Michael Cole, and people can dog on him. I used to dog at him back in the day. I did too. I did too. But the the older I get, because I'm I'm a very mature guy, right? You know, (laughs) the maturest of the pod. Maybe you might be actually. That's a fucking compliment. Okay. I thought my most generous of the pod, but anyways, <laughs> like the longer I, the older I get, the more I think Michael Cole is literally one of the goats. He's a um, pro's pro. Yeah. And like he, f- he fed into it. Corey Graves fed off of Michael Cole. So again, mm. it goes back to Michael Cole. Um, and then watching uh, the other performers, the other wrestlers, I'm not going to call them superstars because, we're, we're KO, we're KOP. We're not mm. WW Connecticut like Tanner's uncle. Uh, I love Damn the little, hell. yeah, I love the little action, interaction between uh, Randy Orton and Punk. Yeah, which the, the waves, the waves, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, Punk did that. This um, Rollins off, should work, even though I think he's Roll, working, but still, Rollins is, is cussing up a storm trying to, which, come on. Some of those officials are not going to hold Rollins back. Michael, Michael Cole and Corey Graves aren't holding them back. They're not holding them back, you know. No. Uh, so uh, Rhea's reaction was good too. I don't know if you saw that on social media. She could give two shits. Oh, she's funny. She, she's, yeah, she could give two shits. She's like, she's like, what, what is this? Like, I'm <laughs> over, it, you know. Um, it was done great. They it had was. you, and and if you're a professional wrestling fan. And you look at any social media, which I'm guessing 99% of the wrestling fans do. Mm. You walked into the Allstate Arena. Is it Allstate Arena? Yes. It used yep. to be the Rosemont Horizon, right? Mm-hmm. That The old Bull Stadium. Yes, correct. You walked into that arena going, eh, this ain't going to happen. Ain't, ain't going to happen. Right. All the dirt sheets say it. All my guys say it. Look, they haven't been talking. Da, da, da. It's done. And then it happens. I mean, that was that was professional wrestling. Modern, oh, let me rephrase it. That was modern day professional wrestling played to a key. Yep. Because in 1990, you would not have to worry about um, Twitter, right? X, sorry, whatever. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You would not have to worry about a Dave Meltzer, uh, any type of fightful. It just didn't didn't happen. So you right. could you could you could do that, um, but I don't know if it would have the same effect as well. 
and, and and I will say this is what I love about professional wrestling, no matter the promotion. It was one of those goosebump moments that just gave me chills. Like, I mean, with pop of the crowd, just it was a huge event. I mean, that if, if you can't get into that, I don't care what promotion is in your favor, but if you can't get in that moment, you shouldn't be watching. You shouldn't be a wrestling fan. Yeah, no, it was. I'm sorry, it it was good. Now, let's go to let's go to the uh, let's go to Monday. Let's. Well, I was I was gonna go. <laughs> I was gonna go before the negative Monday. How does this affect WrestleMania 40? I think you have your night one and night two main events set now. Oh. Okay, Dave LaGreca. I thought, hey, everybody can. I, I did a podcast by myself on Monday and in, in before Monday Night Raw in reaction to my thoughts on Punk returning, what we could expect. And I even predicted on there. So before LaGreca even. So you and, you, you and LaGreca are on the same page. Yes. I respect, I respect LaGreca. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. he's, he's awesome. Yeah. But the guy. I listened to that I did not expect this to come out of his mouth was Tommy Dreamer. I, I heard this today. And even I think even Bully Ray was a little bit taken back. Um but but uh Tommy Dreamer wants Roman versus Punk. And he he made the uh analogy of the top guy all of a sudden that punk is one cody is two and jay uso is three when it comes to uh top guys and it's hard to disagree with tommy dreamer because tommy dreamer has more wrestling knowledge uh in his brain than I do, or he has more wrestling knowledge in his left pinky toe than I do in my whole body. Yeah. Okay. Respect the hell out of the guy. So when I'm listening to him today, it gets, it gets, it gets me turning like, well, fuck, he knows more than me. Like, like he says, you got to do this. He says probably part of the negotiation was, a main event at WrestleMania or a world title reign. I mean, he's throwing all these things out and bully Ray. I love bully Ray's reaction. I think those guys are great together. Um, and then you got LaGreca who is just a nut job. Um, they go LaGreca all- rants are the best. Yes. They're almost, they're almost as good as my rants. Almost. Uh, almost. We haven't, I haven't had a rant in a while. Haven't. But uh, um, yeah. If I had the pencil, I'm doing Rollins, Punk for the title night one, Cody Roman night two. Which which is what LaGreca said. Yeah. And I know some people want Rollins, Punk at the Rumble, but I have I have Punk in the Rumble. And we already know Cody's in the Rumble. Even though Cody and Nakamura are going to have this weird feud before, which is Which is weird. weird. Um, so you're on the LaGreca side. So next, are you going to show up next week and eat pierogies? Probably not, but hey, I I don't mind pierogies, so you never know. 
what what what's uh, what's uh, Lecrecker's wife name? Leavetta, Leav. Uh, Via Violetta. Violetta. He always talks about Violetta's pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you you should you need to wear a shirt that says I like Violetta's pro next week. Oh, that would go great with my wife. So yeah, I should. No. Your wife needs to realize this is it's kayfabe. Come on, come on. Kayfabe. She already know kayfabe. what I mean. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. No, it's interesting though. I think I think. I think Roman's next feud in at the Rumble will be Randy. I think Randy Orton, who I'm a big Randy Orton fan, always have been. Guy looks like a million bucks. Now he's back. Looks chiseled as ever. Um, and, and I was glad to see him move so well. I mean, I was kind of nervous with his back, but he was hitting the DTs, RKOs like it was nothing. Um, and he's, he's ripped. Yeah. He's, so he's, I, he's, he's big. I think that's your next feud with Roman. Um, but then Roman, of course, going to have it going to the mania. But I just think you have to have Cody versus Roman. You have to finish the story. You what, have to. What, what if this whole time? What if this whole time Cody is going? Let's make him believe this. But I don't want. I don't. I want to finish the story. Oh, and he could lose again. He could lose it again. He goes. I don't want to upstage my dad. Could be. I, I want to get over, and I want to draw as much money as I can. And I want to have the best storyline in the world, but I don't want to upstage my father. My but do father, you, th- my father that I look up to? That the only reason I'm doing this is because of him. But I don't want to upstage you. But do you think if Cody doesn't win the title at WrestleMania, that some of the fans start to turn on him and get impatient? Smart ones shouldn't, but I could see some of them doing that. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I agree with um, if he doesn't go over, if he if he goes down the line that he he could, saying, "Hey, look, I don't," and this is all backstage stuff, right? Like, look, I don't want to upstage my father, right? I want to I want to go over, but not do it. Like, best of both worlds, right? So after WrestleMania, he's got to figure out something. Um, and, and whether he's okay being a mid Carter then, or one of those main eventers that just doesn't ever get the win, um, that's okay. Um, and maybe he's okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I would hate to see that. Like the, the fan of me wants Cody to make a run. Um, but I could also see, a purist like him going, I don't want to upstage my father. And if that's the case, that's a whole nother freaking story. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. But I'm empty. Yeah. I got, I got one more thought with the punk stuff. Then we can, then we can put a bow on it for the night. But uh, um, it is too bad, you know, for this to happen. I'm sure he and triple H had talked through a lot of things, bury a lot of hatches because he said a lot of, awful things and took a lot of digs at the WWE the past decade. And he said a lot of awful things about triple H too. If you go back of that podcast with Cabana that started the whole lawsuit, he said a lot of awful things about triple H, not just Vince, which if Vince was in the cycle right now, this return would have never happened in the first place. Triple H always makes things work out. The return of Bruno, the return of warrior, all triple H, not Vince. So where I'm going with this is, 
So they sit down man to man, hash things out. It's still too bad looking back on it because I wish it would have worked out with AW that Tony Khan didn't put big boy pants on, make everybody get in a room together. And even when the, the cracks in the foundation were forming with Hangman before the brawl out even happened, it's too bad they just couldn't have got had a conversation and smoothed everything over. But it, it, it is. is it is, but I think there's more to it than than that. And I think Tony Khan's a very, very powerful man because he writes the checks. But I think with him starting this company with the foundation guys he did, right? I think he gave them the mindset that they had a little bit more power than they should. I think you're right. And I'm not trying to harp on the Bucks. I'm not trying to harp on the Hangman. Right. But they're younger than Punk. They have not had the, at the time, they had not had the stardom. Even though they were stars in New Japan, 70,000 people in the Tokyo Dome, uh, ROH, <clears throat> traveling, traveling all over the world, they still didn't have the stardom that Punk did. Right. Um, so to put those two guys those those two personalities into a room i can understand the conflict yeah understand it 100 percent. so not not it's it's not a fault on tony khan because tony khan one of the best of both worlds yeah you know and get don't worry i i want my cake and i want to eat it too Mm -hmm. and sometimes it just Blows up in yep. front of you, man. Let's, let's yep. be honest. Tony Khan shot a shot. You can't you can't harp on him on that. It just, he still brought him back to professional wrestling after a seven year absence. So I mean, obviously, he's a hell of a salesman. Yep, and and I will say um, g- g- on Punk's promo on Raw, which I watch more Raw money than I have in years, and don't care for the overall product. Still can't do it every week. Kudos to people who do. It's just not my thing. I can't stand a million camera cuts. Kevin Dunn. Just a lot of it's fabricated, but I stayed up to watch it. And I'm sorry. I mean, if he was genuine with it and good for him, glad he got off his chest, but I didn't believe a lot of the words that he said. That, he said he that, was home and this and that. Yeah, that, that, that didn't I'm, seem genuine to me. That promo was scripted. The most gen- genuine, authentic thing he said, he looked at the camera. I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. And he knows and, that. That was at the camera, not with a microphone. Yep, yep. And he didn't take any digs at AEW, which I was expecting, but I'm not surprised after I've thought about it because they don't want them ever mentioning AEW on, on television. And I honestly think Punk and AEW both, and there's legally I don't think they can talk about each other. I honestly think there's a lot of legal issues. Both sides just need to move on. Stop talking about it and just move on. That's the best for everybody. Yeah. No, it was you know it was it was it was short. I don't know if it was sweet. It would have could have, but but yeah, it was it was not the punk we saw in AEW. Nope. nope. So nope. Well, and in AEW's run, that's what I was saying. Should have could have would have. You know, it was pretty short. Had some sweet moments, but had some bad moments, and just a lot of what could have been. But is what it is. Let's see if he can stay out of trouble in the WWE. Because this, let's be honest, if he gets in trouble here, he's done. He's done, done, done. Yeah, so. there was there was a rumor going around <laughs> that a part of his contract was a behavior clause. So mm-hmm. if he decides to uh, get a lot of character, I guess they have a little 
little uh, leverage over him. Well, and, and if he does get out of character or, you know, cause some backseat problems, business-wise, they're as hot as they've ever been. They could just yank him and go back right where they were before they signed him. Yeah. You know? looking, I mean, looking at all that, this is the biggest Survivor Series I've ever had, uh, biggest social media clicks they've ever had, biggest yep. merch sales they've ever had. Yep. Uh, they made a little that, money. They made a little money. <laughs> they're doing hot business. And that's one thing I said when I did the little short one-off podcast about punk. I said, as much as I like AW, they're not in a spot where they were two years ago in 2021. When, when, when I, they were creeping up on WWE, they're, they're well behind now. And that's fine. Like we said tonight, I think tonight's show did a good job of it. They just got to stick in their lane, fall through with their plan, focus on themselves. Yep. And, and, and they will get clicks. They will get merch sales. They, yep. they will do just fine. Yep. Um, they have their own fan base. They need yep. to cater to their fan base yes. and not, and I don't want to make them sound like a um, second class citizen, but they don't need to try to compete with Connecticut right now. Be the alternative that you set yes. out to be a, in the beginning. Yep. So yep. Get back to your roots a little bit. Yep. yep. So, yep. Anything else you want to hit on, Shep? I think we've covered quite a bit tonight. No, no, it was a it was a fun last five six days of being a professional wrestling fan. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, again, I tuned into Survivor Series and I'm watching the end of that match, going shit. There's the credits. Yep. We're not going to see it. We see it happen. Like, <clears throat> holy cow, it happened. I thought Monday was a letdown. Yep. And then uh, I took Tuesday off. And uh, decided to watch tonight, obviously. And it was a good night. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So, uh, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, hit that notification bell on YouTube. Follow us on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. If you're listening to this on your favorite audio podcast platform, give us that five star rating and review. We really appreciate it. Really helps us out. Follow me. 27. You can follow Paul Zartman at Paul Zartman 921. Kicking out shop, shop.com. You can get all of your favorite KOP merchandise. Use promo code BLACK23 for free shipping through Friday. With that said, I'm Tanner Lee. He's Austin Shepard. Join us next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>